A man got prostate cancer, and it made him speak with an Irish accent. Hairdressers are getting a creepy call from someone named Christine. And a mafia boss was found working as a pizza boss after 16 years on the run. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the world. And uh, I have three weird news segments from around the world, as I always do. I'm happy to deliver them. Thanks for joining me. This is Jonesy. Let's go. A man got prostate cancer, and it made him start speaking with an Irish accent. How? How does this happen? A man in the United States developed an uncontrollable Irish accent in the first known case of prostate cancer causing what is known as foreign accent syndrome. I've covered foreign accent syndrome. I believe a woman came out of a coma speaking a different accent. This man, diagnosed with cancer, now speaking with an Irish accent. The unnamed man in his 50s went to the doctor after he noticed the pattern of his speech change. Well, that's a very weird thing to go to your doctor with. So how you feeling, Rick? Well, I tell you, I mean, I feel great 100%, you know. I just, you know, I got this weird accent, you know, all of a sudden. Hey. Yeah, you know, Rick, I don't remember you speaking like that. Last time you were here, you had a bit of a southern drawl. Yes, I know, I had a southern drawl my whole life. I mean, I don't know what this is, you know. I've also been dancing on top of bars, you know, that they're doing that stiff dance with your, 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 your upper body stiff and you kick out your legs, you know, some sort of jig I've been doing. Can't control it, really. All right. I'm joking around, but this is very serious. He goes to the doctor, says he's speaking weird. Turns out he's got prostate cancer. Very sad. This man speaks consistently with an Irish brogue accent. He never had an Irish accent before, nor has he ever visited the country. Although it doesn't say whether or not he eats Lucky Charms. Uh, it, do, it does say he has Irish relatives and friends. Uh, the man also lost some weight, but didn't initially have symptoms from the cancer. He was diagnosed with the most common type of prostate cancer known as adenocarcinoma. Did I say that correctly? Adenocarcinoma. Adenocarcinoma. <laughs> Uh, he was treated with two types of hormone therapy and radiotherapy to his prostate and his pelvis. The authors of this report say that the man had foreign accent syndrome, which is a rare phenomenon where a person's speech and articulation consistently changes, changes so they sound as though they have a foreign accent. And it can occur after a stroke. But in this case, it was caused by perineoplastic syndrome? I think I got that right. From the prostate cancer syndrome refers to a group of symptoms caused by cancer cells that release hormones and other substances. According to the report, no one with prostate cancer has had foreign accent syndrome before. But there are case reports of a person with breast cancer and another with brain cancer that developed foreign accent syndromes. Doctors say it's very important to recognize foreign accent syndrome. And if you happen to develop a foreign accent that you never had before, you should go tell your doctor. Oh, bro, dude, look how I'm talking right now, bro. Oh, yeah, man, this isn't gnarly at all, doc. Oh, what's going on, bro? 
brah, brah, can you do like tests or something, man? I'm like, I haven't never spoke like this before, man. All of a sudden, I want to surf, man. I want to surf. Dude, I should go get a tan, brah, brah. It says here, more research needs to be done to understand the links between these rare syndromes and how they progress. Um, They are very rare. I mean, I've hardly ever heard of them until I did this podcast. I didn't even know it existed. So bizarre to... One day you're talking like this, you know. Maybe you're talking like this, you know. And then all of a sudden, yo, I don't even know what I'm talking like this now. Doctor, doctor, what is going on with me, doctor? I don't, I never did, did speak like this before, doctor. You understand? Understand? Very bad, very bad. This is very, 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 very bad. Hairdressers and barbers all around the world are getting a prank call from a creepy Christine. It starts with a call from a private number, and then a low, husky voice asks, Can I speak to the lady barber? Hairdressers and barbers have dubbed it The Call, and it's been going on for years. Canterbury barber Jody Boland received the call for the first time a few weeks ago. Hello, darling, the call began. Boland described the caller's voice like Agnes Brown from Mrs. Brown's Boys, but with an Australian accent. I don't know who Agnes Brown is, and I'm not very good at an Australian accent, so I'm going to keep doing the one I'm doing. Bolin was unsure of the caller's gender. She introduced herself as Christine. She said she had two lesbian daughters who had been very naughty, and they needed their heads shaved as punishment. The older daughter with shoulder-length hair would have a flat top, the caller said and asked Bolin, the hairdresser, just exactly how she would do it. She said, Oh, describe how you'll do it. Oh, how short. How short you're going to make it. The barber explained she uses a number two blade and then, and then a zero to fade. Bolin, the barber, was giggling at first, but then it got a little weird, the barber claims. She, the caller said, Oh, I wish I could be there to watch to watch you do it and hear her yell, Mommy, no, Mommy, no. Would you do Would you do it? Will you tease her? I want you to tease her a little bit, but be stern with her. Be stern with my daughter. By this point, the barber was creeped out and very concerned that maybe these children were real. Uh, she booked the daughters in for the following Tuesday haircut, according to the call and request. She took what she thought was Christine's number for the appointment, but when she tried to call it back, it was unallocated. She stressed about it all weekend. If it was real, it sounded like some child abuse might be going on. She was not comfortable doing this cut either. Tuesday came around, and the caller and their daughters did not show up. She said she had never been so relieved. She told another hairdresser about her experience the following week. That hairdresser said, Oh my God, I got that same call. On a hairdresser's Facebook page for New Zealand, Boland found four hairdressers and barbers around the country had been getting this call for many, many years. One stylist named Steph Hack, who used to work at Who's Ya Barber in Hamilton, got the call every other week. Christine called her about six to ten times total, and it was an experience much the same as Boland's. Christine would call and ask for a lady hairdresser. It was the same every time. She wants to bring her teenage daughters in for a fade because they've been naughty and they needed to be taught a lesson. The caller would spend an unusual amount of time describing what they wanted for their daughters. Uh, 
then would ask them to describe how they would cut the hair. One hairdresser says it was very creepy. It made her wonder what is happening in this person's life that they're doing this. Another hairdresser named Laura had the call about three times a year for seven years at her salon in Hawks Bay. She says her experience was a little bit different. Christine would call and ask about booking themselves and their mother in for a perm. He or she said they wanted to look like the queen mother. Christine would ask for details on the prices of the perms, the stylist availability, and step-by-step details of the perm process. The hairdresser says, It was quite creepy, but I didn't think it was sexual. I just thought it was a, a lonely person. In the end, I would just say, if you want an appointment, you need to pay a deposit, and then, and then Christine would hang up. The hairdresser posted about the prank calls on the Facebook page and was shocked to see the responses of salons and barbershops all around that had the same call. Some were even in Australia. Now we have Nathan Gaunt, a psychologist who specializes in dealing with people with sexual problems and sexual offending problems. Nathan says the phone calls are very concerning. They're deviant. It seems they're trying to get material for some sort of deviant fantasy. Sounds to me like these calls are about fooling people, getting them to be complicit in something they did not understand. There's also the power aspect. Can I be deviant and get around somebody's defenses and make them do something that I find arousing? <laughs> arousing. <laughs> Nathan describes the behavior as being like a slot machine. Well, you know, you pull the lever ten times, you might get a prize. So it becomes a game. It becomes compelling, which can become addictive and even compulsive. It's sort of like a, a fetish. Nathan, the professional psychologist, advises people to shut the call down and don't go along with it. It might appear harmless or victimless, but I think it is quite harmful. I encourage hairdressers to report the calls to the police, actually. See, now this is where my behavior runs incongruent with the suggestions of professional psychologists and authorities as well. I always like to amuse prank callers myself. I, I like to get, in, get into it with them and see if I can creep them out. I've always been one to mess with telemarketers too. My whole life I've done it. I think it's a good time. You know, like those calls that you get and they tell you your car's warranty's expiring. You know, I like to get those people on the phone and be like, not my car's warranty. What? I use my car to Airbnb. I Airbnb out to the pimps in my area. They rent my car for the tricks that they turn. You know what I mean? They're turning tricks in my Honda. <laughs> just to see how long they'll stay on. <laughs> I just like that stuff, man. But yes, I suppose if you're a hairdresser in New Zealand, Australia, or anywhere else in the world, and you get the Christine call, you should probably you know, get off the phone as soon as possible. Who's got time to mess around with that? You're at work, after all. Unless it's slow at work. If it's slow, you know, have a little fun with Christine. Um, I'd love to know if this person is listening to this podcast. I mean, they sound like a weirdo. Maybe they love Weird AF News. Hey, Christine, call in. I'd love to hear a call from you. 646-450-2012. Please call. Leave me a creepy message. I would love that. If you're looking for some weird news, talk to me. Come with your part in your hand. Because my news is oh so weird, oh baby, if you want news. Yay! 
A convicted mafia killer was nabbed after 16 years on the run making pizzas. He was caught making pizzas. An Italian fugitive and convicted murderer suspected of belonging to the Indraghetta Syndicate, one of Italy's most powerful organized crime groups, was busted this past week after more than 16 years on the run. He spent years on the run, many of which he was working at a pizza place in France, according to the international police agencies that caught him. His name is Edgardo Greco, age 63. He's a fugitive of the Italian state. He was arrested Thursday in the city of Saint-Étienne after coordinated efforts by the Italian and French authorities. This Greco individual escaped from temporary police custody in 2006 after an arrest warrant was issued following the killing of brothers Stefano and Giuseppe Bartolomeo, who were beaten to death at a fish market in the town of Casenza in January 1991. Allegedly a member of the Pernaprano gang, this Italian outlaw was untraceable for many years, during which time he took residence in the town near Lyon, France, where he eventually opened his own pizza parlor. Operating under the alias Paolo Demetrio, the pizza man, Greco was featured in a local newspaper in 2021 advertising his restaurant's authentic Italian pizza. (laughs) That was your first mistake, buddy. I mean, the whole point of being a fugitive is to be as inconspicuous as possible, to go what's called under the radar, sir. (laughs) You're a mafia fugitive. You should know this. This is like Fugitive 101, under the radar, bro. Don't let them, don't do interviews, don't get involved in the media. You shouldn't even have an Instagram account if you're on the run. You know what I mean? I don't care how good your pizza is. Stay off social media, dude. I mean, and if you happen to be an Italian mobster, you know, maybe not slip into the pizza business. Maybe go, maybe try something that's so opposite Italian. I don't know what that would be. Maybe, I don't know, open up a dumpling shop, something like that. No one would know. No one would even guess that there's an Italian man running a dumpling shop. You know what I mean? Like, don't get into pizza. Don't get into the lasagna industry. Stay out of the leather industry as well. And maybe don't work at the, any Ferrari plants in other parts of the world either. Like, just stay non-Italian if you can. Wow, this guy. I have a suggestion. This is what you do if you're on the run and you're a fugitive. You, you, you get into clowning. Yeah. Every time you leave your house, basically, you're covered in makeup. No one's going to know. You're a clown. That's a great front for a fugitive. Clowning, you know. You're, you're blowing balloons for children. You're working bar mitzvahs, whatever. <laughs> you're just like a clown. It's a great one. You're welcome. That's for free. Now, uh, let's learn something. It says here, considered Italy's most extensive and powerful mafia group, the Indraghetta Syndicate, based in the southern Calabria region, is believed to have operations on every continent in the world with strong ties to the cocaine trade between South America and Europe. I'm not sure I'm saying it correctly. Indraghetta? It starts with an N and then a D follows an N. I don't know why people are putting Ds right next to Ns. Maybe the N is silent. Dragetta Syndicate? Maybe the D silent. Maybe it's Negretta Syndicate. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe somebody knows. You want to educate me? Says here, this Greco guy is the second mafia-linked fugitive to make headlines this month following the high-profile arrest of a most-wanted mob chief named Matteo Messina Denaro, who was apprehended at a a private Sicilian clinic after a 30-year manhunt. We have a quote here from Interpol's Secretary General, who says, Eh... 
no matter how hard fugitives try to slip into a quiet life abroad, they cannot evade justice forever. Dedicated officers around the world will always ensure that justice is served, even if it means the pizza might not be served. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News, spending a little time learning about the weird world around you, around all of us. Maybe you even had a nice chuckle. (laughs) You're welcome. I want to give thanks and praise because it's the outro. That's where I give thanks and praise. Got to give a big thanks to Tyler Nealis or Nealis or Nealis. I'm not sure how to pronounce this last name. It's pretty cool, though. Uh, we'll just call him Ty. Ty Dog. Yo, Ty Dog, thanks for joining the Patreon. Yeah, Ty Dog joined the Patreon, uh, which is an amazing way to show your support for Weird AF News. And me, your host, Jonesy. It shows love and support for me, so thank you. Big shout out to Tyler. Uh, we have another individual joining the Patreon that I need to give a shout out to. An OG fan of the show, Angela Bishop. Angela Bishop sends me all kinds of articles. She's very busy with doing that, and it's very helpful. And now she has shown the ultimate support by joining the Patreon. So big shout-out and thanks to Angela Bishop and the Bishop family. Uh, Please enjoy the extra content that's inside the Patreon, everyone. Yeah, I put stuff in there all the time. It's really cool. It's fun, weird stuff in there. If you want some extra weird content, that's the place to be. Um, Pretty soon I'm going to do a video, a Jonesy Ask Me Anything video. I usually do a couple of those a year, and it's about time that I do another one. So those of you who are members of the Patreon, you know who you are. You'll be able to ask me some questions, and I'll answer it in the video. So we'll be doing that soon. But anyways, yeah, if you'd like to join the Patreon, get in on that group over there. It's pretty easy. Go to weirdafnews.com, click on the Patreon banner, or go to uh, patreon.com slash weirdafnews. That's the other way to do it. Uh, I also got a nice review on, what is this? It is Apple Podcasts Great Britain. So uh, this came up. This I uh, got some listeners across the pond, as they say, who probably think my podcast is brilliant, brilliant. Uh, anyways, they gave me uh, five stars. The username is Azwaros uh, via Apple Podcasts Great Britain. Um the title is Weird Delights. Oh, it's so Britain of you to use the word delights. Ooh, weird tasty delights. Uh, me and my wife Paula listen to you in bed on Alexa before we sleep. I go to sleep with a smile, not falling asleep during the show. Would love to hear news from Wales. Keep it coming, Jonesy. We love you. From George and Paula. George and Paula. Oh, fabulous people that live, I assume, in Wales. Well, I'm going to have to come visit you in Wales. How about that? I'll do better than just covering weird news from Wales. I'll come and visit you in Wales. Oh, I'd love to go to Wales. What's it like? It's got to be amazing. I'll have some fish and chips. I love fish and chips. Oh, my God. I love fish and chips and beer. I think I'm going to enjoy Wales. Anyways, big shout out. A lot of love coming from across the pond from George and Paula. Thanks, guys. I hope you you continue to be listeners late into your... Late into your life. Uh, okay, so listen, uh, I got to get going. It, this, was, this was a doozy. This is a good one. If you want to reach me, it's funnyjones at gmail.com. The phone number is 646-450-2012. Uh, if you want to leave me a review, that doesn't cost you much, but a little bit of your time, that would be helpful. 
I'll read it on the show. Do a screenshot and send it to me via email. That makes it easier for me. I won't have to go digging around for it. Uh, But I appreciate, appreciate such activities. All right, guys. Take care. Have fun. And good luck with your life, man.